Welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate Top 10 in 20 podcast series. In these 20 minute episodes, uh, we'll discuss one of the prevailing top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Michel Couillard, 2020 Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate and President and CEO of Buzak Realty Corporation in Montreal, Canada. Counselors of Real Estate are trusted advisors finding answers to the world's most complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers, counselors practice in 20 countries and offer expertise in more than 50 real estate disciplines across all asset types and classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guest today for this episode is Tomas Tibor, CRE, the owner and managing director of Four City in Prague, Czech Republic. Tomas provides innovative and strategic plan urban planning and analysis for clients in both the public and private sector, with an emphasis on the development of smart cities. Along with Tom Witten, CRE, Tomas co-authored the narrative supporting the number seven issue of this year's compilation of the 2020-21 Top 10 Issues Affecting Real Estate, Space Utilization. COVID-19 was the number one issue that resonates through each of the other nine. For details on all of the issues, visit cre.org slash top 10. Welcome, Tomas. Hello, Michel, and hello uh, those who are listening us in the future, who will listen to us in the future. Hello. Very nice to have you hear your insights on the it's also my it's also my pleasure uh, to, to be with you and to talk so, about uh recent reports indicate businesses around the world are beginning to downsize their office space with the u.s office market alone shedding more than 150 million square feet in the next two years the office sublease market is at its highest level job losses and work from home trends are the th driving forces. How can the commercial real estate market meet these challenge or can it? Uh, and how does space utilization factor into the solution? Uh, Michel, first, uh, allow me to address the context of the situation uh, because uh, we had been uh, in for nearly a year in that situation. And uh, uh, this era is uh, exceptional in the modern history. Uh, the entire globalized world has been impacted while the cause is uh, a biolo biological, hence a natural phenomenon. And uh, this phenomenon presents a health threat and a death threat, but therefore uh, very uh, strict restrictive measures are needed uh, these measures touch nearly all uh, spheres of our life. And uh, it starts with healthcare, but it also relates uh, 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 to other spheres of our lives that have uh, to do with economic activities. So uh, we are in, in the era that uh, humankind has not faced yet in the modern history. You know, because the Spanish flu was different in, in, in certain ways. Mm -hmm. uh, why do I mention it? Exactly because it is a global test and grand experiment. We never, 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 never uh, been uh, in, uh, in the past. We are still in the process of this experiment and 
um, uh, do not know how long the experience will last and how extensive the com consequences will be. So uh, the only thing that we can do like uh, in any test uh, is to analyze and evaluate its uh, continuous impact on our empirical experience experiences. So it is important that uh, we view all predictions as indicative and preliminary. Uh, uh, especially uh, as far uh, uh, as its parameters and expression. So what I'm trying to say is that there is a global debate, <clears throat> but uh, still we are somewhere in the process and everything just indicates what will happen uh, in, the, in the next following years. Further development of the situation could potentially alert in, uh, in uh, initial predictions. So, 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 so we can't say uh, right now what direction would be the right one, you know, and what uh, uh, what uh, will be the causes of the current situation. Obviously, we can only indicate the impact on the uh, on the real estate industry in different sectors, including offices. It is, however, important to realize that the crisis is not only financial, as it was in, in the past, but it will, be, it will have a huge structural impact on many spheres. Uh, we might compare it to the intensity of changes uh, related to the industrialization in 19th century. The industrialization was, however, a gradual process that lasted much longer. Uh, to manage the current situation, we will need to react much faster and more dynamically than, it, uh, than the, 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 the human beings did in the past. But uh, I believe we have uh, necessary tools to do, uh, to do so. You know, so we will be able to find the right way. Uh, currently, there has been an uh, intensive debate worldwide as to what impact the current pandemic will have on the way of organizing uh, our work in the offices. There are various theories that predict the future. Some theory says that uh, this will be the end of offices as we know them. Other theories predict that the return to offices uh, from the pre-COVID era, you know, uh, as someone, uh, but uh, as someone who has devoted his entire life to planning based on extensive analysis, I'm convinced that there will be no single solution, no single path for future. Not one solution fits all offices. Uh, generally, uh, uh, decreased demand, uh, uh, demand in the coming years is highly probable and obvious. So we have to come with it. There are two reasons for that, and that's also uh, specific for this, uh, uh, this time. First, the economic crisis and the downturn in economic growth resulting from the anti-pandemic measures. Uh, because it's not uh, in the fundament, the economical uh, uh, impact or economical crisis, but uh, it's a secondary as a result of those uh, measures, uh, so-called uh, so lock lockdowns, you know, which are happening in many, many cities in many countries. Some tenants uh, will not economically survive that situation, and that's one uh, one uh, group of those who, who, who will, whom we will lose on the market in the nearly nearly years. However, that is a standard manifestation or uh, and consequence of any financial crisis. You know, 
that's something what we are able to work with, how, what we are able to count with somehow, because we are experienced from uh, previous uh, previous uh, uh, cry economical crisis or market crisis. But what's the new is that uh, there is a new factor here uh, and it's globally unique and global test of working from home. That's the, the, the new what is uh, and will uh, influence very, very hardly uh, uh, the market of uh, it uh, uh, office market. Here we have a large empirical experience where we can predict more seriously uh, in the spheres what activities and uh, to what extent uh, the, this way of working will prove to be permanently sustainable. Uh, that's really the experiment we have to wait a little bit. For example, the research agency uh, Eurofound uh, states that in the last 10 years, only about 5.4% uh, uh, of employees uh, would devote their working hours uh, uh, to working ac uh, activity only. You know, uh, just 5% uh, uh, within the last 10 years approx uh, was the home office in Europe in every yep. 20, yes. And, it, uh, and uh, that percentage did not rise until the summer. You know, it was really 10 years around 5% only. But it increased during the summer uh, over the 40%. And it's still, in, still increasing. But, uh, 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 but, uh, but the problem is that it's not caused by uh, uh, really the organization as a solution for better and more efficient organization. It's the result of restrictions. So, so nobody knows, uh, you know, what uh, what exactly will be uh, will be the, the the percentage after the let's say COVID era, and I'm positively convinced that the the need for offices as the main working space will come back in in in, in some. Now the question is more uh, how fast and uh, and what what extent. So so. That's maybe the key question. And uh, then there is a question of quality and typologies, which will bring it to us. So, so there, will be, there will be the changes in that, uh, in that field. Certainly the ways and organization of working and therefore the, the way of using of offices over time will not return to the same path in many areas. I'm, I'm, sh I'm, I'm sure in that, that uh, uh, many, many of those uh, habits from the past Will right. change. But over the past several years, Tomas, um, central business districts or downtown cores uh, thrived as people and, and companies migrated to cities and downtown cores. And that was obviously before the COVID crisis. But the impact of the COVID is now somewhat reversing these gains and pushing people to the suburbs and exurbs. Uh, does this exodus mean the future of CBDs or downtowns are, in, are uncertain uh, and will remain uncertain and, and vacant to a certain extent? And, and Tomas, how important is urban planning and development of smart cities in fighting this exodus? Uh, uh, Michel, when I mentioned the industrialization in the 19th century as, a, as, a, as an example, I had, uh, it had similar consequences. Uh, motivating large number of people to move to the cities uh, and at the same time very often creating monofunctional districts, districts where productions capacity, production capacities uh, was concentrated. 
So, uh, and uh, especially in the second half of the 20th, the 20th century, we gradually moved them uh, to the edges or, or, uh, or urban areas or the, uh, to the suburbs. We moved them out from the cities. You know, many of those projects have been finishing uh, in the last uh, tens, of, uh, tens of years. So it shows that uh, 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 the cities uh, exist but the cities are changing their uh, their structures and their way of use. They are permanently permanently changing. And what's important that we already uh, uh, dramatically change uh, uh, the way of use uh, different parts of the cities. You know? And it happened many times in the in in in, in the history. And particularly in the in the last thirty years of the uh, of the last century, we often transform such a liberated areas uh, from the from the industry uh, industry uh, production uh, uh, into the new monothematic districts for the uh, livelihood of uh, residents, uh, and it means the, the 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 central business districts, you know, where the people uh, dominantly uh, had been working. And this time, dominant, uh, dominantly uh, with the uh, function of offices. I'm therefore convinced that the mistake that uh, has been sufficiently proven in, uh, is precisely uh, the monofunctionality of urban solutions. And I think that we have a lot of experiences from the past to do it this way. Uh, this is a topic uh, in planning, especially uh, in recent years, and the combination of functions and uh, their availability is, in my opinion, the solution for the future. In Europe, so uh, the so-called city of short distances is a big topic right now, you know? and it was before the COVID era. So the question is, and will be, whether and uh, to what extent it will be necessary to transform the existing monofunctional centers as we have already done before. It is and will be a question of the scale and capacity of the concentration of the people present in time. So, so it's also the time will be more and more important factor because we had been historically working five days uh, in the past six days, then five days a week and the weekend were free. And we had been uh, working from, uh, let's say, eight o'clock, nine o'clock till five, six o'clock. So I think the uh, variability in the uh, time use, is, it's also and would be very important. Uh, uh, and also, uh, uh, I'm convinced that the current experience confirms us that uh, we will have to plan in the future with far more flexibility. Flexibility should, uh, in my opinion, be a key parameter, both in the spatial delimitations the, the of objects and their connections, and in the way of using space in time. Your premises should be designed with a great versatility in terms of both short-term use, and, uh, and this applies, for example, to offices as well as to uh, the life cycle of the building. So that's what we have to count with. I've, the, and yeah. for example, the, the, the phenomenon of today uh, we, we are including in our project is uh, uh, life and work. You know, it, it's a typical example which worked before the COVID era and maybe that type of flexibility in the, in the new buildings and structures, urban structures uh, uh, would be necessary. Yeah. And also maybe for the critical situations like COVID is when you have to, you know, the, I think that the time and flexibility will be the,
key keywords for future planning? Yeah, we're, we're starting to see an acceleration of uh, planned and medium density, the mixed use communities in place of all retail formats, at, at least on the retail side, with design that embraces walkability and social connectivity with the physical distancing that, it, that integrates the residential office and retail and public spaces. What, what you're referring to, closely resembling uh, actually to older European cities. Uh, you see this as a trend, definitely. That's what you're saying. Do you see this also in America? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, first, I would like to, to point out that uh, I do not consider myself to be an expert on American cities, you know, uh, frankly speaking. Uh, I would typically visit the United States just once or twice a year, but uh, that was before the COVID pandemic, uh, you know, because uh last year i didn't have the opportunity uh, to to visit uh, united states uh nevertheless I, I i do follow general trends also because uh, my company has close uh, uh contacts with us architects and uh and we have been closely working with some of them uh, primarily with a company named civitas uh, who are the planners I believe that this trend uh, you mentioned has already influenced planning and will further continue to do so. You know. yeah, I agree. However, uh, however, I'm I'm convinced that the extent uh, to which the European influence will play a role uh, and uh, uh, the European principles will be applied will be different. They will be different. It won't be the same. I would say it will be based on this, uh, let's say, special and economic parameters and options available at a given place uh, and time. You know, so we have to always keep in mind that uh, there is no universal solution which we can uh, implement in, in, in every city. The intensity of the European influence will be different in towns with just several hundred uh, thousands of uh, uh, inhabitants and in megapolis like New York or Los Angeles. So, um, uh, I presume that there will not be one universal approach. Uh, rather uh, rather uh, an individual approach and individual affordable solutions based on the principles of sustainability in the concrete local, uh, local places. And we will be forced to find faster and more innovative solutions. Uh, again, we are talking about time. Also, there is a there is a correlation with changes in human behavior, which we are right right now testing uh, too. Uh, take for example the distribution and sales of goods. You know, due to the COVID nineteen, uh, retail e commerce sales have been dramatically increased. There is a greater demand uh, uh, for online shopping even more than before. Therefore, all retail companies are forced to adapt quickly, quicker uh, than, than, in, uh, than uh, they would have to act uh, under non-COVID conditions. You know? so, 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 so it illustrates that there could be also some, let's say, positive solutions from that uh, very critical, uh, critical situation. So what I think is a good possibility for future, future cities is the creation of some kind of inner city clusters because I think that the, there won't be a movement uh, uh, only into the suburbs. 
the, uh, and those clusters uh, that can uh, saturate the needs of their inhabitants socially and economically. You know, so so uh, because uh, the quality is measured that the people have uh, uh, the opportunity to work, they have enough green, they have uh, in, uh, enough capacity in the schools, you know, so we, uh, and that's the key of planning, you know, how affordable is for the concrete people uh, are uh, the, the, the needs uh, for, the daily, for their daily lives. That's the quality. And we, we can right. create based on that some kind of clusters and then uh, to create the uh, uh, right and correct connections in between those clusters because there are the services or needs which you don't need to have uh, directly uh, in such a smaller uh, small, uh, sub, uh, sub zones of the, of the cities. And the question is how, uh, like for example, transportation you know, or uh, you don't need to have a university in, in all the cluster. You have to have a, a place for children, but you don't need to have a university in, in, the, in, in the zones what I'm talking about. So, and uh, that's, uh, I think, very important uh, theme for uh, further discussions, you know, what are really the needs, how to uh, keep, uh, uh, let's say, uh, and be able to allow uh, the, the affordability, uh, because that's that's one of the key problems that the people has to have. And we are again testing it uh, uh, through, through, the, uh, through the current current situation. So, so I think yeah. that uh, uh, it's not again, uh, we, we will stay in the cities, we will transform them. But the question is how dramatically, how inventionally, uh, how far, and it, it's an opportunity to solve maybe a little bit more problems the, uh, which were escalated or uh, through the COVID era but that we have to look or we are able maybe, or we will be able after the, we will pass those, uh, that crisis to look at some of the things uh, a little bit differently. Yeah, so, because it's also about the responsibility of all of us. You know, so. Right. It's interesting, your mixed use clusters uh, concept. And uh, I, I believe that as well. Uh, tell us about the state of, of commercial real estate right now in Prague and Eastern Europe in general, uh, Thomas, yeah. and, and how is your beautiful city and country are coping with the pandemic uh, situation? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Czech real estate market has always been pretty stable compared to the other CE markets. So, uh, uh, thanks to that fact, uh, there has always been a high trust of investors in the Czech Republic. For example, despite the global crisis in 2008, the office take up uh, exceed uh, 10 years of average take up during the following years. So. so uh, uh, nowadays uh, is a different situation due to the lockdown we see mainly the retail elements struggling as mm -hmm. and it's the same yeah. all over the world yeah. but uh, uh, not only in the city centers and uh, or shopping malls but also supportive retail in the large business centers and, or office parks and there, there are the reoccupancy is failing during the lockdown, as we spoke uh, before. For example, the biggest Prax uh, office park, business center, Babette Centrum is estimated to have the real density of users uh, in uh, these days below 30%. Uh, 
compared to the standard days, and it has a fatal, a fatal influence uh, uh, and, uh, or hit on the retail element uh, of this office park. So, uh, so you know, uh, that is depend on uh, its office tenants or right. company employees. So, so again, it, all those things are connected together. On the other hand, uh, the, uh, the trust of investors in real estate is still very high, which consequently keeps the uh, yields being pushed down. So, so it's something what uh, I don't understand uh, very well. So the impact of, but the very special key for my country is the impact on uh, tourism. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's the issue, I will be the issue, because tourism is the key source for an economic drive in many destinations of the Czech Republic, not just Prague or the Český Krumlov, which are known uh, all over the world. And it's more than clear that the intensity of traveling will grow slowly and it uh, will take some time before it can resume fully. For many reasons, it will probably not reach the intensity there was uh, a year ago. You know, however, we do not have uh, uh, to perceive this only uh negatively because as the effects of tourism of uh, on many cities in the world had been consi considered or examined in many respects like venice or uh, many others barcelona after we manage the immediate effects of the current crisis and overcome uh, right. the fear of traveling and social contact the results can can be uh, again positive well thank you so much Tomas. Uh, sharing all this view and um, insight with us. COVID-19 will have a, a lasting impact on the design and use of real estate space, obviously, uh, with the level of transformation and rebuilding possibly not seen since the end of World War II. Tomas, we're so grateful for your knowledge on this subject. Uh, 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 Michel, maybe, uh, maybe uh, let me say something. Uh, maybe you still remember the message we sent to our friends and colleagues at the end of the last year. Maybe you forgot, you don't remember that. Uh, and the message was, uh, and, the, and, the, uh, uh, and back then we did not know how quickly and uh, with uh, what density it will be future because the message was, let's uh, test the future in 2020. <laughs> and uh, let's try to understand the causes perceive the impacts on their present time and create a better future. And that's right. what we really distributed at the end of the last year. And we didn't expect how quickly the whole world will test our future. Mm -hmm. And I, But I believe that uh, together, because uh, the share of uh, experience, uh, share of knowledge, share of responsibility, that's something what I, I deeply believe the, the current situation is trying to learn us a little bit. Yeah. So I believe in, and I, I still keep the hope that the, 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 the things will be good again. Well, nicely said, um, Tomas, and I appreciate that. Well, join us next time for another discussion on one of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm, I'm Michel Couillard, and on behalf of the Councillors of Real Estate, thank you for joining us today. Uh, for this episode of the top 10 in 20. Thank you, Tomas. Thank you, Michelle, and 